Hey guys, welcome back to Calvary Student Connection Podcast. I'm Madison Banks, and I'm with my dear friend, Kaysen Kelly. Oh, I love that intro. Thank you. <laughs> so, kicking us off today, we're going to talk about some music. And the music that's ministering to our heart right now. Kason, do you want to start this? Yes. So yesterday I talked about a couple of songs, but Adoption by Ghost Ship is is on my heart. And it's a unique song. I, I don't hear this part of Scripture talked about much, but... It talks about how we are basically joint heirs with Christ through the adoption that has taken place. So the lyrics go something like this. We are the cold and starving. We are the scared and trembling. We are the desperately lost. We are the lone and hopeless. We are the outcast orphans. We are the one no one wants. But a father is coming for us. You adopted us in and you made us your own. You adopted us in, and you gave us a home. And those are beautiful lyrics. And it brought to mind Romans 8.15, and that says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That's good. Verse 16, uh, just one more. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may be also so that we may also be glorified with him. So uh, since God has adopted us as children of his own and Jesus also a son of God, then we also are joint heirs with Christ. Um for the kingdom. And Galatians 4, 6 through 7. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So these are beautiful. And uh, the the fact that God has chosen us to be joint heirs with his only son, that speaks to his love and really his grace for us because I know that none of us deserve this. In fact, we deserve something far less. And to be an heir to the kingdom of God is something that any created being is just blessed with. So Madison... Uh, I know you have a different song. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Okay. My song is You Keep On Getting Better by Maverick City Music. And I really like this song. Um, I usually listen to this song like really low whenever I'm having quiet time because it's like really encouraging and talking about just like a common theme for me is I think finding the joy in, in this world, like the fallen world that we're in. Um So some of the lyrics say, I'll sing of your goodness and I'll sing of your love. Um, Though the seasons come quickly, you've always been enough. Though the night may get darker, 
though the waiting seems long, you have always been faithful to remind me of your love. And I really like that um, because God never fails to remind us of his goodness um, and just the blessings that he continuously gives us, even though we don't deserve them. Um, and then also talks about how he's always been patient, always been kind, which I love that because when we fail um, and in the moments when you're not maybe fully pleasing God with your actions or your words, um, he's always patiently waiting for you to come back to him and like run to his arms um, to get that embrace of his love. So I think this song is really just captures or can capture how good God is and how he's always there for us. And <clears throat> when it says you keep on getting better, that's just the hope that we have. Like even in the dark moments, um, we know that he, he keeps on getting better. He's going to show us new mercies each morning and um, continuing to bless us. So, yeah. Thanks like for sharing. That. So I did notice that you said that song helps you find joy, I think it was, in a fallen world. Yeah. Where exactly does that joy come from? So for me, I think, I mean, the joy comes from the Lord, like being saved and having that, the Holy Spirit within you, um, that hope to know, like oh, he's already, he's already hope. conquered, <laughs> he's already conquered the world. Um, and so we're victors in that and that brings joy. So no matter what the world throws at us, we always can fall back on the hope that Jesus has provided for us. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we are going to be looking at a topic that is often overlooked and something that we really wanted to hit on today. Spicy topic. Yeah, spicy. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to be talking about friendship and Ooh. some things that <laughs> you should be looking for in a friend and some biblical examples of friendship. Uh, I know Madison has a couple of verses that she wants to point out. Why don't you go ahead and let us hear about those? Yeah, before I do that, I just want to talk about how the company that we keep around us in our life has such an influence on us and our walk with Christ. Um, just in the same way that we talk about like music, how it influences so influences yep. us so much. Mm -hmm. um, the people that we keep around us also does that too. Um, so some of the scripture that I was looking Can at. Can I add to that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> when you say that uh, the company around us really affects us, yeah, that is so true. And it's, it's pretty cool to picture uh, someone standing on top of a chair. So go ahead and picture someone standing on a chair. Okay. And picture someone else standing on the floor beside them, holding one of their arms and pulling down on them. Okay. Right. If you were on top of the chair and you tried to pull that person on the ground up to you on the chair, what do you think would happen? It's going to be a lot harder. <laughs> well, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> the person on the ground is ultimately going to pull you off that chair down to the ground with them. You, you really won't be able to pull them up on the chair with you. So in the same way, a friend who is not following Christ and is dragging you down proverbially, um, it's going to be easier for you to fall than to drag them up with you. What is the word that you just use? Proverbially? Yeah, can you explain that word? Yeah, it's kind of like anecdotally. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's like and what does that mean <laughs> proverbially like a proverb like like a story mm-hmm. so like not literally but proverbially okay i don't i don't know if that makes sense yeah no that okay. gives some better understanding all right so <laughs> that friend is going to drag you down and you're not going to be able to <clears throat> really pull them up So, like you're saying, the friends that we do life with are going to have a profound impact on how we proceed in our lives. So, that that was a good point. Yeah, and I think that it's important to know that um, you don't want to be that, I think, that Christian where you only talk to people that are in their faith. Yeah. And just cancel out everyone else. Like, oh, I see that they're doing this and it's not pleasing to God. I'm not even going to give them the time of day. Yep. I think it's important to still engage with those people. And maybe they're not your best friends, but they're people that you can um, pray for. You can invite them to church um, and you can just live out, you know, the manner worthy and pleasing to the Lord. And they will see that and how it blesses your life. Um, so our actions have such a impact on people that are not in their faith and just the way that we carry ourselves and the the way we act. Um, so very well said, I'm going to interrupt you you one more time because (laughs) that was good. Um, so we are called to be a light of the world and you did say it extremely well, but we don't want to keep that light to ourselves. We want to share it with people, but when you're, seeking advice from from a friend it may not be wise to go to those friends who are not believers and ask for life advice we want to seek out people who seek the lord and that is super important and sometimes challenging too because like the people that are not walking with the the lord like Mm -hmm their answer is probably going to be what you want to hear. And the people that are walking, they're like, yeah, that's not right. And you're like, oh, that's painful. That's a thing. (laughs) Yes. But it's often that the things that are difficult to to take in are the ones that will be better for you. And those friends that are, that are going to tell you the hard things in Mm -hmm. love, those are the true friends that you need to keep around you. Um, And that brings me to my scripture, which is talking about iron sharpens iron. Um, So Proverbs 20, 717 it says as iron sharpen as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion that one's from the amplified version and i like that just because um it goes exactly it goes with exactly what we were saying that um you're you have you know responsibility to your friends um that are on in the faith that you guys are both influencing each other and leading each other and giving that sound advice that comes from the lord not just what they want to hear because um a friend that gives you that hard message that is from the lord um it could cause you know maybe some hurt in the moment but in the long run you see like how much it grows you um in your faith and your your relationship is strengthened that point too awesome yeah so when we look at friendships uh, one of the greatest examples of a a confidant and just literally a best friend is Jonathan and David. So the story of Jonathan and David can be found in First Samuel, and it's kind of dispersed throughout, starting in Samuel, First Samuel eighteen, 
And in 1 Samuel 18, we hear that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. So a little backstory about Jonathan and David. King Saul was chosen by God to be the first king of Israel. So Saul started out as a wonderful man and uh truly sought after the Lord, but quickly the fame kind of got to his head and he started falling away from the Lord. So at that point, David was chosen by the Lord to be the successor of Saul, and we see Jonathan come into the story as Saul's son. So obviously there would be a a strong connection there, loyalty of Jonathan to his father Saul. But when Jonathan met David, he was struck with more than admiration, but just a a brotherly love for him. And to say that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Like, I honestly <laughs> don't know if I've had a friend where that would apply. Um, I, like... That is just extremely profound. And we see later on in First Samuel when King Saul, Jonathan's father, was trying to kill David. And Jonathan and David came up with a fairly elaborate plan for Jonathan to warn David if Saul was intending to do him harm. And so they carried out the plan, and Saul was in fact trying to kill David. So Jonathan let David know, and in some way, he did put his friend David above the interest of his father Saul. And I don't know, uh, that is, that's difficult, but it seems that Jonathan knew Saul was acting outside of the Lord's will. And obviously, the Lord did not want Saul to kill David, his chosen one. So Jonathan uh, was extremely loyal to David, even in kind of sliding under his father's wishes. So that is an extreme example of friendship, but also a beautiful one. Yeah, definitely beautiful. But it's good to know and see the examples of what true friendship that is formed from Christ looks like mm-hmm. versus what it's not supposed to be like people like being friends with um, or being close best friends with people that are of the world, maybe not truly in their faith. Um, and so you can see like the, the contrast there and yeah. how it, how it changed that, like the outcome of what was happening in that scenario mm-hmm. because he was listening to the Lord and protecting and being loyal in that way. So, yeah. I did want to bring up, um, like we're talking about the different ways and how good it is for friends that are like in their faith to influence you. Um, and I think it's important to talk about that there's different, uh, seasons of friendship. So you can have like your lifelong best friends, but also there's times, um, you know, maybe you're in college or middle school or high school, wherever you're at, um, and you meet someone and they have, you know, just maybe like a short time in your life 
and it could be good or bad, whatever the influences that they're showing you. And so I think it's important to take lessons from those friends, whether it's positive or negative. Um, if they're maybe like a negative friend that's far from their faith and you can see how it kind of played out in your life, maybe it wasn't a very positive friendship. Um, even though that kind of hurts when your friends don't end up being the best friends that you thought they were, um, learning from that and realizing, okay, the way to be a true good friend is by following what Christ's example is. And so you just, you're just constantly learning from those friendships, um, and from those different seasons of friends. So we touched on it earlier, but the effects of friends who are not following Christ can be profound in your life. So I want to bring up the story of Job, which is not the happiest story in the world, but it is useful for us to learn about friendships. And we see in the book of Job that Job's friends came to comfort him in his time of need, but they ended up not comforting him very much. It was more like a roast session. and <laughs> Good old roast session. <laughs> yes. And they accused him of sinning against the Lord, and they gave him faulty advice that was basically like saying, Job, hey, if you didn't sin, God would not have put these afflictions on you. And <laughs> we know from... Ouch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know later in the book, God says that uh, they spoke without knowledge. So we know that is not actually what was happening here. And we can see in the first chapter of Job, what actually took place. Uh, Satan came to the throne of God and got permission to afflict Job. And it was not because of anything that Job had done, but his friends came in and were accusatory to him. And uh, I'm sure that that did not help his mental situation in his trials. Yeah. So... But he did have one friend that was better than the others in that this one friend did give him fairly solid advice. And um, that was a blessing to Job. And in the end, God did restore all that he had had and double. So that was good. Did he remain friends with those friends? You know, I am not sure. But I I can't imagine how he would after they <laughs> flayed him like they did. I mean, it's pretty wild. I think, and that kind of goes along with how we were talking about, like, your friends that are in Christ, how they're giving you that hard advice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important for, like, if you're giving that advice, that you're making sure that it's coming truly from the Lord, like the Lord speaking to you and not yes. you. Because yeah. you could have a little bit of Jesus and then you're like, but actually I think that, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's yes. not, that's not helpful. Thus saith Cason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait, I don't yeah. want to read that book. <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> but, um, it is important that your friends are actually hearing from the Lord. And one way to test that is to actually go back into scripture and see if what they're telling you can be found in the scripture. And if it can, then you know that it it's legitimate. But if not, then I would probably disregard that advice and seek wisdom from someone else. Right. So what do we say to the students out there that have friends that maybe are not in their faith and they're 
possibly going down the wrong path and influencing our students? Yeah, that is an awesome question. I would start by recommending that you do form bonds with people who are in the Word and are in fellowship with the Lord because that will pay dividends when you need those people. And you will. Right. There will be a season in your life when you will need them. And they'll probably need you too. So Mm -hmm. it would be beneficial for you to stay in the Word and stay knit with the Lord so that you can provide good advice to them and scriptural advice. Also, don't just completely cast those people out of your life. Uh, It is important that we are a light to the world. Right. And... What good does it do if you have a candle and you hide it in the smallest room of your house when the power's out? It doesn't do much good. No. If you're in the room, you can see in that room, but (laughs) you're not sharing the light with anyone else. So, yeah, it's important to pour into them and more than anything, demonstrate the scripture to them. You don't have to go around quoting scripture, but the way you act should be a display of your faith. So yeah, that is, that's what I would say to those students. Yeah. And I think it can be hard too, especially when you're newer to your faith and you maybe were living the same life that they were and then you find Mm -hmm. the Lord and your heart changes and you're like, okay, how do I, Yeah. how do I do this? Like, this is hard to navigate because like, I want to honor the Lord, but I've been with these, I've been running with these friends for like, I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That is a tough place to be. Yeah. I've actually found myself there. Me too. <laughs> and I'm dealing with a little bit of that right now. That's tough. But again, just display the scripture to them. Uh, don't compromise in your beliefs. You are a new creation in Christ. So you're set free from the bondage of the sin that has kept you hostage. Yeah. So I would encourage anyone to... Continue getting closer to the Lord, not backslide into that behavior. Maybe it is a good idea to distance yourself from those people a little bit. Yeah. But continue to display the love that has changed your life. For sure. I think it's important to still show that love, but maybe what you guys would normally do on like a Friday night Mm -hmm. or Saturday night, maybe that's not where you're going to be anymore. And I think what I found like in my own life, it almost, it can feel like a lonely season because... Mm -hmm. You, you're not living that life anymore. And those friends, you guys are not even really connecting the way you used to because you have a different set of morals and what you believe in, what you're wanting to walk in versus what they are. And so it's important, like you said, to just keep being kind and show, being that example, being that light. Um, but it, it can be a hard season because you could be alone, but you're growing closer with Christ and so maybe you're not having like a whole bunch of friends, but you're having more intentional time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then your prayers at that point could be asking the Lord to bring you those friends that are full of Christ that are going to lead you closer to him in that community. Yeah. And it, it'll come. Yeah. Um, another scripture that kind of talks about the the godly or Christ-like friends is also from Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27, 9 from the Amplified says, oil and perfume make the heart glad. So does the sweetness of a friend's counsel that comes from the heart. And I think from the the heart that it's talking about there is probably the heart um, that has received salvation that is growing with Christ. And so like we were talking about when they're giving you advice, 
that it's from the Lord and not themselves. Um, Because that makes so much of the difference, which we saw with Job. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, So those are all good examples of friendships. And Um, another thing kind of going off of the same scenario where we're talking about, like if you're newer in your faith and you had friends that, or you have friends that maybe are not in their faith. um, It's important to not kind of get on like that pedestal where you think you're above them. Mm -hmm. Um, Like self-righteousness because you know, we're nothing compared to the Lord. So remembering that being kind and gentle to them is still so important and to not, like you said, if it, if it is part of where God's leading you to share scripture with them, then that's fine. But don't, um, what is the word? Belittle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't belittle. Don't, um, like God will bring the convictions where it's needed. So like, yeah. you don't have to do that. Oh yeah. Um, you don't have to tell them that they're so wrong because like <laughs> the Lord will take care of that. He's very good at that. So yeah, it is not our job to convict. Right. We just convey the message. And right. The, the parable of the sower scattering the seeds on all kinds of ground and some ground the seeds take and others they don't, but it's only our job to sow. Right. And he, he provides the increase. Yeah. So it can be frustrating whenever you're trying to sow the seeds and maybe some people are not, yeah. they just don't want to hear it, but like, don't be frustrated because maybe it's not, you're not the one that's supposed to, you know, you've sown that seed, you've done mm-hmm. your part and God will do the work in them. And when they're ready to receive it, they will, if it's, if they're going to, you yep. know, so. And like, like Paul was saying in Colossians one that we just went through, uh, he did not cease to pray for them in Colossae. So likewise, we should not cease to pray for those friends who we know need the light of Christ. So thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, we're glad that you tuned in. And we want to encourage you to continue pursuing the Lord and continue to build godly friendships that will serve you well for the rest of your life. Uh, This has been Calvary Student Connection, Madison Banks, Case and Kelly, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.